Blog Talk Radio. Time to relax. You know what that means. It's that time we wrote our names up on the wall and realized that Thriller was our favorite song. It's another episode of the Original Janksters. I'm Kevin Jank. I'm Peter Jank. Yeah, perfectly timed. <laughs> Look at that. I know. I'll never be able to do that again. <laughs> Mark this day down in history. <laughs> Remember this Remember day. Remember this day forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that was well done. <laughs> yep, so, I mean, after after an opening that good, the rest of the show can't possibly live up to uh, to that hype. But we're gonna try. Uh, to, <laughs> today on the big show, uh, we're gonna start off with the Friday the Thirteenth uh, review early, and then we'll get into the uh, I guess the main topic of the show, uh, which would be. We're going to be doing another album ranking uh, like we did before with Offspring album and uh, Blink-182 album uh, where we're going to re- be reviewing the 2000 uh, self-titled album from Newfound Glory and kind of ranking all the songs on the album in order of, you know, least good to most good. <laughs> I don't want to say worst to best because really none of them are bad. So it feels shitty to be like, this, this is, is the true. worst. <laughs> Hey, They're all work. pretty solid. Yeah, no, I have to agree. They're pretty great. <laughs> Some of, I mean, yeah, we'll see how long that takes. But it's good. <laughs> yeah. They've all got their moments. Uh, yes, their moments. <laughs> all you need is one moment. Four or five moments. <laughs> That's all it takes to be a hero. <laughs> Jesus, help us all. <laughs> I may have watched the uh, the entire commentary track for Deadpool 2 this weekend, as well as the Super Duper extended cut. <laughs> so, Is there any good stuff? I've got that movie out? on my mind. Yeah, like there's a lot of stuff they cut out. Some of it's just like alternate takes of jokes, like alternate lines and stuff. Some of which are better, some of which are not as good. Um, but there's like that, there's that whole scene near the beginning where he's doing like the, uh, you know, they're kind of showing him going on different missions all over the world and stuff like that. Like the part where he goes and fights those like samurai, those like sumo kind of guys who are all wearing like towels in Japan. <laughs> it's like the hot springs, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff cut out of that scene. Like, a, like a lot of, like, crazy stunt work that, honestly, is pretty badass. <laughs> I'm not sure why they cut all that. Damn. Yeah, it was, it was fucking nuts. 
<laughs> so I don't know why they cut that, but there's definitely some some really good lines that they could have gone with, and other stuff like some of the alternate takes. It's like all right, and some of the stuff I know they said that the studio made them take out. Um, <laughs> there was only one or two of those, I think. But there was one part like it was really funny, like when they're in the they're all in the the cab, uh, you know, later on with Deadpool and Domino and Cable and stuff like that, and. Uh, Domino's just like, oh god, I wish this was a bus so I could pull the string and get off. And Deadpool's like, well, you better be glad the cable's not driving that bus, or you'd be in the back. <laughs> I was like, oh man, that's great. <laughs> they just kept piling on with calling cable racist the entire time. There's a couple of like more jokes where they just kept adding to that whole thing, which just made it funnier every time. <laughs> That's hilarious. Probably got rid of it. Yeah. Disney now. <laughs> oh, God. I hope Disney, if they decide to, you know, keep making Deadpool movies, that they let them just be what they are. But they probably won't because they're yeah. douches. <laughs> That's pretty great, though. I wish they made them a <laughs> big old racist. I mean, if they're going to fire James Gunn for making jokes about touching little boys... <laughs> There's flat-out jokes about that in Deadpool 2. So, (laughs) not even just in the director's tweets, in the movie. So, uh, that's going to be tough. (laughs) It's kind of making me regret that Disney did end up buying Fox. Sometimes you just got (laughs) to go with the flow, yo. Yeah. Oh well. Well, let's talk. Let's get into uh, Friday the Thirteenth. We're taking a look at the whole franchise here. We are up to part three this week, or part three D, as it may be known in some circles. Oh, um, God, I guess. I know. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. But I guess first we should start. I don't think we usually we don't usually do a very good job of actually describing what the movie is about. So maybe we should do that. Um, what are you the first about? movie, obviously. Is, there was a guy, a boy named Jason, who drowned in a lake called Camp Crystal Lake because the counselors were too busy having sex and they weren't watching him. So he drowned and supposedly died. His mom, who was working at the camp, got all pissed off and killed some counselors and has been trying to keep the camp from opening for years and years and years um, until in the first movie where they're trying to reopen it in 1980, and she just basically kills everyone, all the counselors that are trying to open up the camp. She just murders them all, uh, except for one who ends up getting the better of her and cuts her head off. Um, and she survives. And apparently Jason is not actually dead in a strange way that they don't really get into. <laughs> but he was actually alive and a fully grown man who saw his mom get decapitated that night and was super pissed off. Um, he tracked down the sole survivor of the first movie, Alice, and uh, decapitated her and shit and murdered her. <laughs> um and then all the time, he, some say. <laughs> yeah. Angela Lansbury sung a song about it. And just, I guess, to follow up on his mom's whole mission, he decided to go kill the counselors at another camp that was opening on the same lake, but not in the same location necessarily, uh, but another camp that was opening on the lake. Um, and that movie ends with one of the, like, basically uh, one girl and one guy still being left at the camp, and they, there's a very strange, ambiguous ending uh, where you're not sure who actually lives and who actually dies. Um, 
but basically, where does I think? Oh, Jason gets macheted in like the shoulder, and kind of just kind of you know she takes a big hack out of him and buries that machete deep in his body, and that's where it kind of leaves off. Um, because apparently this it, movie it again starts face. out with a with another recap. Oh no, you're right. But this recap leaves out the section where he like bursts through the window and grabs her. So I'm guessing that was a dream sequence. That's my takeaway. The whole part where he has the long hair and bursts through the window is actually all a dream and did not actually happen. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too in this one. That's the thing is I'm not sure what to believe with this. They did though, they did actually yeah. say though in this this one that there are eight victims from the second movie though. That I did pick mm-hmm. up when they were doing the TV news report. Uh, so, yep. I mean, there's at least that. So a lot I of saw some article online that, oh, that said that that number includes died. Alice and stuff like that, though. <laughs> They're like, that number's just kind of a goof. It's, it includes Alice and stuff. I'm like, what? So I don't know. That number seems like it's not very accurate, according to most sources online. Yeah, that that can't make any sense because Alice had nothing to do with that area. So, I mean, it's probably Paul. Yeah, because Alice, I mean, was five years earlier. So it seems like a very early stage to be like, oh, yeah, this murder that happened five years ago, miles from here, is totally connected. Right, and why would that have to do anything? Because they said that they found eight victims at the camp. Yeah. So... I'm just saying, man. It's got to include <laughs> Paul. It has to. It doesn't make sense for it to not include Paul then. That's very weird, yeah, because it sure seemed like they were setting that up as that movie's version of the dream sequence where the the first movie had, you know, little baby Jason popping out of the water and grabbing Alice. It seemed like that's, I guess, what they were trying to do with the second one is have that same kind of a thing, like, oh, here's a dream sequence where there's a fake out. Because they don't include it in the recap, which makes me think it didn't happen, but it's very ambiguous, and they clearly were just making shit up as they went along. <laughs> so it's hard to say. <laughs> but I guess what happened to those two doesn't really matter, because in this movie we're given a whole new cast of characters. Um, it Basically, this movie, I guess, takes place one day after the second Ooh. movie. So it's a very short time frame, which... Honestly, I like because it makes sense. It's because eventually you're like, why would people keep going to this fucking lake? <laughs> but if it's all in the same week, they probably haven't heard yet. It's not like they're you know going to the camp and what or going to their little lake house and watching a lot of TV to see all the local news and shit. It's not like they have the internet to find out about. Oh, there was a bunch of murders here. But given that it's right. only a day and, later, it kind of makes sense. And and that does make sense. I'm just confused at this point because they went to a cabin. These ones, these teenagers weren't necessarily counselors, so what is Jason's motive now? Just to kill everybody, period? (laughs) That's true. We'll have to to dive into that because apparently this movie, we're given a girl named Chris and uh, her friends who are going to her family's lake house, essentially. Um, Her family has this Lake house that has a barn and no horses, but <laughs> they want to get hay in case they get horses. <laughs> um, and apparently she was already attacked by Jason two years earlier. And I guess his motivation in this movie is to finish the job, but 
why that was his job in the first place, I don't know. Um, so he's coming back. He he's basically ends up murdering all of her friends uh, after they have a run-in with some gang members <laughs> who also get murdered by Jason. And basically the movie ends up with Chris being the only, only one alive, and she has to confront Jason in the barn. Um, she ends up hanging him, which she survives, and then... How does she uh, end up killing him? Put an axe in the head, right? Uh, yeah, it was the axe to the head. This is the one that damaged yeah. the mask. And from the movies going forward, you can actually see the the damaged mask. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, this is the the movie where he finally gets the hockey mask and becomes the Jason we all kind of know and love. Um, <laughs> which is ironic because this is not a very good movie. <laughs> So but far, yeah, basically it ends up with my experience she Friday the 13th. To... Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I hate this. Go ahead. Because I start talking and then you cut off, cut off maybe because you don't know. Uh, anywho, <laughs> so, so far out of the Friday 13th experience, I've watched many of these. And I'm not, like, I don't understand Jason, I guess, uh, really <laughs> at all. Like somebody asked me the other day, which one do you like better, Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers? Who would win in a fight? And I've always said Jason. I always thought that he was just like this, like unstoppable force. But watching these movies, it's just like, man, <laughs> it's just not that good. <laughs> I still kind of feel like he might kick Michael Myers' ass. I guess just because he seems tougher and I don't know, like bigger for the most part. But he's very inconsistent with what exactly he's he's after. Yeah. He just likes that's, to that's kill people, I fact. guess, just because they're near the lake now. That's really all he cares about. <laughs> Even if they have nothing to do with uh, being camp counselors or watching children who are, could potentially drown. <laughs> uh, he just yeah, flat out I likes mean, to so murder. He's got a taste for it. He's like ten year old Kirsten Dunn. Much. I I don't know. I I can't really put my finger on it. I think he's cooler looking than Michael Myers. I always probably like Michael Myers better, or uh, Jason better. Yeah. Like as far as the thought of him. But man, these movies aren't doing him any justice. <laughs> It's just not. That's the problem with uh, with all of these old slasher villains. Like, they're such cool villains, but you look at their movies and, like, they don't hold together much. Like, <laughs> there's huge, like, continuity errors between movies, and they just end up trying to make things so complicated that it, their mythology ends up not making any sense. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah, it's not good. It's not that good. <laughs> Um, so where so know, far I, I, in in your ranking of the three movies we've done so far, what is your uh, what's your current ranking? Oh, this is definitely last so far. Um, I still want to say <laughs> yeah. that the first one's my uh, favorite out of the three um, that we've seen so far. Okay. But I do like. I will say this: out of all three movies. This is my favorite. Jason, like looking Jason, mm. um, not just because of the mask. He's just 
he's a much bigger the actor who played him is a much bigger guy. And you can see yes. his shoulders are just like like his neck is huge and his shoulders are huge and he just looks like more of an unstoppable force in this movie. Um, yeah, which is that's true. what I ask for when I watch a Jace or a Friday the thirteenth movie, but um The guy in two was just kind of a normal sized guy. Like he was just kind of very average. Yes. So I I don't know overall really. Uh, <laughs> and they really don't explain like why he had a full. I mean, and maybe that was just because it was a dream sequence, but he had a full head of hair, like long flowing Fabio type hair in the last movie, and now he's just all of a sudden bald. Um, even though it's not like she used a machete to chop off his hair or anything like that. I don't know right. why all of a sudden he's uh, just like, well, yep, now I'm bald. This is a day oh. later and my hair is gone. Yeah, I mean, they probably made some bad choices there and they realized what they've done and they probably just went back and, you know, removed <laughs> the hair. Um, yeah, it's for the best. They just could have had like one scene where he was cutting it off or something like that. That would have made things flow a little bit better. Like his hair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into the actual movie, um, starting at the beginning here. And at the very beginning, I do want to say this very one, this one very, very <sighs> awkward part in the movie. Now, obviously, this is Friday the 13th uh, uh, 3D, and I'm not going to talk about the 3D part, yeah. but the movie does start off with a very funky, funky opening credits. Like, what was that about? This yeah, I love the opening credits, actually. I really? love the theme song. Yeah, that's the, my favorite music of this entire series, probably, is the theme song from this movie. <laughs> it's so spooky oh. and, like, classic, just kind of, ooh. <laughs> I don't know if it's spooky. I didn't get spooky vibes at all. I wanted to start dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I really enjoyed that music. Maybe because it's so That's 80s. Strange. That's why I like it. And you're like against it. but <laughs> I want to say it's more 70s than anything. Like 60s, 70s style. I can't think of how to do good music. Sorry. <laughs> I think that was the Mario theme song. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> No, I, I, I need that song so I could refer to it. Um, yeah, I don't. It's hard for me to put my finger down on that theme song. But all right, let's. What do you got first? What's the first thing you're gonna talk about in the beginning of this shenanigans? Oh, uh, let's see. I mean, if we start at the beginning, it starts off with uh, a very weird scene that's kind of disconnected of just these two people who like run a shop, I guess, and live in a shithole. <laughs> And I don't know, I really didn't give a shit about this entire scene, but it seemed to go on forever. Um, these two characters just seem like dicks. <laughs> There's like a bunny that's just like eating all the food at this grocery store. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, you. And they pick the bunny up and move him, even though this food's like all been eaten by bunnies. Like, who would want to fucking buy that now? <laughs> the bunny was probably shitting in there, too. Well, no, the best part is that guy who's just walking through, he's eating all the food and drinking all the stuff on the shelf. I love that part. <laughs> yeah. He's the worst store owner of all time. <laughs> I know. He's so great. And actually, How are we still losing uh, money? 
this opening scene is actually the first time that you get the 3D effect uh, of this no. movie. So the guy's outside and he's doing uh, laundry, and they're really trying to like get that sweet, sweet like 3D. I would say this: there is not one single thing. You know, no, that's a lie. I think there was one. 3D effect that came from Jason. At, at least one. Not very many, though. <laughs> there um, are some, yeah. But but it's mostly, you're, you're but, right, it is mostly the people. Right, it is. Um, doing the most ridiculous tasks of, <laughs> of, the, of the movie just so they can get the 3D effect. But So the first one is he's doing laundry. He's got this, like, laundry pole. I'm not sure what this pole yeah. is. He's doing just laundry with it. But it comes right at the camera. And I thought it was weird. But I was like, oh, wait a minute, I forgot that this was supposed to be 3D. Because there was no reason for this <laughs> scene to ever happen, which is nope. pretty much the theme of this movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This one was weird, uh, just watching that, that part yeah, they, of it. But... They milked the fuck out of that 3D thing. Like, I'm, As much as I, I'm not really a fan of 3D movies nowadays... But at least they try, and like they don't just put in stupid stuff. Oh, look, this is pointing at the camera. Like it's just more to give the thing like background, so that there's a little bit of dimension between the front, you know, people and the fore, the background type thing. That's really all they use it for now. It's not just like, oh, here, this is pointing at the camera. <laughs> Here's a kid with a baseball bat. Look, it's pointing back towards the camera. It's coming right at you. <laughs> it's so yep. annoying. Don't worry. I got so many great ones <laughs> that I, I caught yep. that are the 3D effect, so I wrote down a list. Oh, God. Um, There's literally right. hundreds. <laughs> I don't know if it's hundreds. I did actually try to watch the first scene, this whole part of the store, in 3D with uh, 3D glasses, yeah. and it it did not really work very well. <laughs> like, that old-fashioned 3D system is not necessarily the best, so I just kind of, I was like, nope, I'm not going to make it the whole movie like this. <laughs> and I went back to the 2D version. Jesus. I don't even know why I have 3D glasses. <laughs> I don't even have those. Oh, shit, I got, like, a ton of them. <laughs> but that's Jesus. just me. That is just you. All right. Well, um, okay. So moving past that, that's where we find our first uh, kill. Oh, no, hold on. No, 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 no. This is a bad <laughs> So uh, I wrote this down. I wrote down many of things. Um, <laughs> so uh, the guy, is, he goes to put the rabbit away. And because his wife comes down and says, put that filthy animal away. So they got apparently a cage of rabbits. And when he goes to do that, he sees a bunch of dead rabbits in this cage. And then he's like, what the hell? And then a snake, the worst effect snake I've ever seen, which was another 3D effect. Oh, God. That was brutal. Flies out at him. But apparently this snake makes him go shit himself. So he has to go (laughs) run inside to go take a shit because the snake maybe told him to. I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure why he took a shit right after the snake scared him. I don't know. Um, but so he we runs inside and goes to take a shit. And this is where we see our first death of the movie is where this guy dies, I think, while he's in the bathroom or walking around back there or something <laughs> like that. Um, and then uh, then the wife dies, and that's pretty much the end of the scene with these two. But this gave us some kind of an yeah. idea. She gets a needle, like a sewing needle through her head, which comes right at the screen. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's yet another 3D, 3D effect that I'm sure was amazing. 
Oh, it was. You know what I did? I think I just wrote down the most ridiculous ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of which there are many. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be getting to some. <laughs> most of the uh, right. the characterization of these characters seem to have been replaced with, Let's. what can we do with them <laughs> that we'll be, we can use 3D for? That's exactly what it is. Exactly what it is. <laughs> let's let's have him do a yo-yo scene where he's like putting the yo-yo right in front of her face so that we can show it from her perspective and it looks like the yo-yo's coming at her face. <laughs> or the guy that there's no reason for this scene. So we finally get a first look at our teens for this movie and they're in this van and we got the guy who you know you got your your classic tropes here because you got the dude and chick who smoked the weed. Then you got the uh, Shelly, who's big on just practical jokes, but in the most ridiculous way. Then you've got um, the—I would like to call him the clown. He's not funny, but he—he he does oh, tricks like clowns, like yo-yo and juggling, yeah. and walks on his hands for some reason. I don't know. Um, <laughs> he brings an entire scuba suit just to prank people, I guess. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's Shelly, yeah, which is ridiculous. <laughs> um, then you've also got the girlfriend of the clown, which is just your typical girlfriend, I guess, who's going to show boobs. I think that's the only boob who may or may not get to see. <laughs> she may or may not be pregnant. I think she mentions being pregnant oh, at yeah. one point, but then it's just like later on she's going to have a beer. <laughs> so It's the 80s, man. You can drink while you're pregnant. In the eighties, <laughs> so none of that matters. <laughs> True. I like so, that uh, when looking at the kill count for this movie, people were like, "Well, it's a little unclear because if she was pregnant, maybe that counts as two kills." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really Look, that's movie. a good point. <laughs> All right. So then you also had the main chick. Her name was Chris. And then a guy that yep. we later on meet, I'm pretty sure he's around his 40s, maybe early 50s. His name's Rick. <laughs> um, he's the creepiest guy in this entire movie. Um, and he well, I felt, he tries to make love to this girl, Chris, the entire movie. I felt the same thing about those two, like, stoner hippies. Like, those people were, like, in their middle age. <laughs> like, those people were, like, 40. Why are they hanging out with these, like, 20-year-old kids? I didn't feel Why just like disturbed by all them going to the beach together. Those two were already a couple. Yeah, but they're already a couple, so I was okay with them kind of just like hanging out, whatever. You know, they're just hanging out, <laughs> just ha- having a good time. They're not trying to bang all the teenagers, but this Rick guy. Yeah, and they barely after that one. They barely plan. interact with the teenagers. It's like, why are they here except to have more people to kill? It's like, why would they even get invited on this road trip? They should have been like somebody's parents or something. So at least it would have made sense. No, no, no. It's so that when that one guy said, hey, do you want some weed, you can get that 3D effect to the camera so the people, the audience, <laughs> is like, oh, man, I could almost take that weed. <laughs> this is like being hotboxed in real life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's pretty much our cast of characters for, like, Oh, the, oh, and you forgot uh, Vera, the little girl they pick up on the way. Hmm. 
Suche, yeah. Who they must hate. I guess the, I guess she's a friend of theirs, but they must hate her if they're trying to hook her up with Shelly. Because <laughs> he is just dog shit. <laughs> I don't know. She started to like him towards the end, I think, in a weird way. Um, well, at least enough to go get his wallet. So a couple other characters in the movie, as you already said, we've got the gang, which is just these three people in the movie that uh, ride bikes, and then Shelly, we'll, we'll talk about that. But we've got the gang, and then we also got the creepy guy with the eyeball who takes his place, I would, I would imagine, of <laughs> Ralphie. Also, yeah, that was um, my impression. for a 3D scene just so he could show the eyeball to the entire crowd really, really close. Um, <laughs> a bunch of weird 3D there. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it out of this crew of, crew of peeps. There is this one – oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of – man, I watched Friday the 13th, uh, uh, the remake yesterday, like one and a half times. The half was on an X. <laughs> I was just playing uh, Stardew Valley. On You're my jumping Twitch ahead. That was going on. For the second time, well, I had to watch something after the third one. I was like, I think I remember the remake being slightly okay. So, all right, that's our crew. So we got our teens. They're gonna go to this uh, to this barn slash lake house kind of thing. And yeah, you've already brought up that she has no horses, but she likes to get hay. I don't understand the scene at all. That. Um, <laughs> I do like that everybody kind of hates Shelly as well because there's a scene in there where uh, I think Vera says, um, hey, where's are we at? And they're like, oh, they're skinny dipping, and I'm not skinny. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I, like, I mean, I understand that he's awkward, but I like that he shows up to her house like wearing the fucking creeper mask. <laughs> like, all mm, right, you should yeah. probably take that off. It's only going to make things worse. <laughs> Little did you know, that turned her on. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. By the way, that girl that uh, they're trying to hook her up with, I guess her name is Vera Sanchez, who I guess she's supposed to be, like, Mexican, but even though she's, like, as white as Chris. <laughs> And I kind of got them confused almost at times because they look very kind of similar. No, Nathara kind of looked darker, and she had an accent. And then her mom spoke pretty much just straight up Spanish, like when they went. To yeah, the mom seemed very Spanish. They went... <laughs> but yeah, I didn't really get them confused. Um, let's see what else is this. Oh, the very beginning of the movie. As soon as they get there, so they get to this lake house. And it seemed like everybody was trying to kill Chris uh, with jump scares. <laughs> All, every jump scare oh, that you could possibly think of happened in the first 10 minutes of them being at the house, and it only happened to Chris. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're like, hey, what's going on? Or like uh, with Shelly uh, pretending to be dead again. Or she shows up to the house and somebody's staring at her and it just so happened to be creepy-ass Rick. And he scares the shit out of her. Like, it, literally, the first ten minutes of them being at the house, there's jump scare after jump scare, but only on Chris. And I'm surprised she made it to the end. <laughs> this is true. She's already clearly, like, the most shaken of all of them. She'd probably not do them to her. <laughs> yeah. It was just ridiculous. I also um, like when they show up that uh, 
she's putting, I guess, the, the uh, you know, the, the girl who shows the boobs and her comedian boyfriend, they get put into a room that doesn't have a bed. It just has a hammock, which makes me wonder what kind of house has just a room with a hammock and no bed? Like, is this supposed to be a bedroom? Is this just the garage? And she threw the hammock up for the heck of it? Because it seems like that girl was her best friend, and she's like, you get this shitty room with a hammock. No, because she even says that this used to be my room. So maybe she was just punished it when she was a kid. <laughs> You're not allowed to have a bed. You keep wetting the bed, so now you get this. <laughs> the pee will go right through. <laughs> I do like uh, the one scene. So when Shelly pretends that he's dead, uh, he lets out a, a, a bitch scream. And Chris is uh, very <laughs> She's like, oh, God, something's going on. So she runs into the house, and she finds – or she runs to the bedroom, I think, or whatever door that she thinks she heard the scream from. And she's having trouble with this door. This is, like, one of my, like, they broke the movie uh, scenes here. So she's mm-hmm. having trouble with this door. So she kicks it open, and as she kicks it open, she walks through it. But I realized and I noticed – that this door, it does have a doorknob, but it doesn't have the mechanism that actually keeps the door from closing. It's just flat <laughs> on the side of the door. So there's no way for her to actually have not walked in. It's just you push the door open. That's all it was. It was just to push the door, but she had to kick it open. And I just thought that that, that was kind of funny. <laughs> huh. I did not notice that, but that's interesting. Yep, I notice the dumb shit sometimes. That's the only dumb shit. <laughs> Shoddy craftsmanship. I really stopped paying attention. <laughs> I hear you. It's it's brutal. Um, so basically, Shelly and the the girl they're trying to set her up with then end up going to the store in uh, the forty year old guy's car. <laughs> I guess they borrow his mm-hmm. car to go to the store. And, uh, of course, she gets in trouble because she's trying to use food stamps because she's Mexican. (laughs) 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 This movie's so racist. (laughs) And uh, they run across some bikers um, who actually, like, this, the bikers part should work really, really well. Like, it's actually smart to have them in there because it's, like, it's different than the other movies. It's something, you know different that you can add in to make this one more memorable instead of just doing the same thing each time. And it does kind of explain later, like by them, by them pissing off the bikers and the bikers going to siphon all their gas out of their car. At least that explains later why Chris, when she starts the car, doesn't get very far instead of just like, Oh, the car won't start because horror movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So I did like that. They built that in as an actual reason. I'm actually, yeah, that that does make sense. I hate what they did with them because then, so yeah. what ends up happening at this convenience store is at the convenience store, um, we'll, we'll just get to the point. Shelly accidentally reverses into the motorbike or the motorcycles. I don't even know what they were, like almost like mopeds. <laughs> but um, so he knocks them over and then he runs one he of pulls them over a Pee-wee's big adventure. Revenge on him. Yeah. And uh, he takes off. Well, the bikers end up finding him, and like you said, uh, siphon the gas. But while they're siphoning the gas, there's this one chick named Fox. I'm pretty sure she is the <laughs> dumbest. Not because she's just dumb, but 
Like, what the fuck is wrong with her? Why is she so fascinated by a barn? She looks at the barn and yeah. she's like, wow, I've never seen this before. And then she goes inside the barn. She's like an eight-year-old. Like, what the fuck is this? Like a, I, I, I've heard about these. These are called saddles. And then the thing that really just, like, like she just became bright-eyed when she found a canteen. <laughs> oh, can you believe it? A canteen. She found it. And then she goes up to the top where she thought she heard somebody because a little bit of hay comes down onto her face. So she walks up to the, like, I don't know, loft area of this barn and finds a rope and starts swinging on it when they're trying to be fucking quiet and hush hush because they're siphoning gas. What is this? (laughs) She's supposed to be a badass biker, but she acts like a fucking child. I couldn't believe what I was watching. There was no motivation and no reasoning for her to do any of what she did. Not a single thing of what she did. But she, but she just did it for no reason. I didn't understand why. I don't know. It, it, that, move, that part of the movie probably pissed me off more than Rick. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> But oh god, man, ridiculous! And they then get murdered in very three D ish ways, where it's mostly it's not even like oh here's something coming at this camera. It's more just oh here's the handle of the pitchfork sticking out at you in the audience. <laughs> oh, I know. That was that was weird. <laughs> it's like how is yeah, this supposed to be I good? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't good. All right, so all three of them die. From uh, the Jason Man, or so we think. Um, no, I'm pretty sure. So then, <laughs> no, no, because the black guy comes back later on. Remember, it turns out he's not oh, really dead. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, technically, he's so still he still dies like him anyways. <laughs> yeah, he gets it eventually. It just happens eventually. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but until then, he's Jason just, just half-assed that one and just kind of left him there. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, I'm going to leave you to bleed um, out. I got better things to do. So. Like cutting my I hair. Try to get to the end of this. Uh, so then we get to a part where there are, uh, it becomes nighttime and now things start to get a little crazier and people start to die. And there's the, you know, the sex scene that's in this movie and the chick dies in a shower and the guy dies to a handstand for some reason. It's all just terrible. That one was kind of cool because um, he got cut right through the fucking dick. <laughs> that was pretty cool. He just takes it straight to the, well, yeah, to the to the peen and beans. Um, I just don't understand why he's doing handstands all over the place. Uh, so yeah, then that's a good question. Stoners die um, while they're making popcorn, I believe, and even the popcorn had a 3D thing in this movie for some fucking reason. <laughs> And then, um, so did the juggling part. We forgot about the part where they're just like Shelly and the the funny guy are like juggling, and they keep showing like above yep. you, so you can see the balls coming right at your face. And it goes on for like two minutes. <laughs> yeah, that does definitely happen. Um, then Shelly, uh, Shelly ends up. Uh, I think. Oh, he wanted to. I think want to ask Vera if he wanted to have sex with her. But before she he gets that question out, uh, she says, no, but I'm going to take a walk outside 
for a couple minutes, and then we'll talk. I don't know what she's going to walk outside for, but she walks outside, and she goes to the water, and Shelly gets the bright idea of throwing on a scuba suit and a hockey mask and carry with him a harpoon gun, which he just so happened to bring. I don't know why. Um, so then he goes out into the lake. My favorite, my favorite part was when he first was like, oh, hey, maybe me and you can. She's like, no, no, let's, well, I'll go outside. We'll talk. And then he just immediately is like, fucking bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, I really that. like you. You're so cool. <laughs> She's like, no, but we'll talk when I get back. Fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if he was very angry about himself. <laughs> but no, I'm pretty so, sure anyway, it was so, about her. He's not taking <laughs> rejection very well, or anything. So he goes up to the lake <laughs> and she's got her feet into the water and he grabs her feet and uh, I don't know what he was doing with that harpoon gun. <laughs> It's just he didn't use it on her. What was the point of that? Um, <laughs> That's a very good question. Okay. Well, anyway, so he gets out of the water. She gets all pissed off, and he just says, "Oh, I want you to like me." And pretty much, she just says, "This isn't how you do it." <laughs> so, so then he kind of storms off, and he places the mask, the hockey mask, and the harpoon gun yeah. on the front porch, and then he ends up dying and then she ends up finally getting the harpoon gun to the eye and uh jason yep. finally Cause jason has now come along to pick first... up the hockey mask and the harpoon gun this is where he gets his his hockey mask finally yep and this is where he actually looks like super badass because like i said this is actually a really yeah. cool actor who plays jason um he looks good he's menacing when he walks onto the docks she ends up dropping his uh Shelly's wallet into the water. It's kind of floating away, so she kind of walks off the dock, uh, maybe about 50 feet or something like that. And this is where we see Jason for the very first time on the dock. He's just standing there, which is just so cool. Um, there's nothing creepier than when – I mean, when somebody's chasing me, it's creepy, and I know that it's creepy, and it's physically creepy. <laughs> but when I see somebody, it's, like, mentally creepy, just standing there staring at me and not answering me. It's just like, oh, that's creepy. And that's where she get out of <laughs> get see that. here because she's like, what are you doing standing there? You know, because she thinks that it's Shelly. But then he ends up taking a, the harpoon and shooting it, breaking her eyeball, which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> that was pretty cool. That, I like that one. Uh, and then we finally get to Rick and Chris. They come back. Uh, they were gone for a little bit. I can't remember where the hell they went. It doesn't really matter where they went. Oh, yeah. Rick's uh, car gets smashed up during Shelly's altercation with the biker, so he gets all pissed. He wants to leave, which kind of rightfully so. <laughs> like, they fucked the shit up out of his car. Um, but Chris decides, you know, she talks him out of it, and they uh, kind of go off to have a little talk uh, on their own, where she finally gets into basically what happened to her a while back because apparently they keep, they keep hinting at something that happened to her and how she disappeared on him and like they were together but then she just kind of up and left and shit and something clearly went down and so she starts telling him the whole story of what happened two years ago and this is where things get really sketchy because it sure seems like she starts telling the story about how she was attacked in the woods and apparently by Jason, but it, the way she's telling it, it sure sounds like she got raped, <laughs> which does not seem very Jason-y. Yeah. You know what would have been great? And you know what would have made that amazing? Like the whole that whole sequence there is if 
she was the one who was supposed to be the cook on Crystal uh, for the very first one. Oh. Because that girl gets attacked in the uh, the forest, and that person who kills her looks just like a dude. So this would have explained that Jason was mm. actually there when his mother was killing people. We just didn't get much of it, and that would have made so much more sense and tied so many more things in. And uh, I would have liked that a lot more uh, than whatever the fuck that we got. That would have made sense. What... But, but they would have had to not kill her in the first one. She'd have to actually survive. <laughs> Which right, she was, exactly. She was but, pretty much clearly dead. Like, got her right in the throat. clearly dead, but if you... <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, Jason gets it right in the head and the shoulder. I'm sure she didn't. Well, I got it in the throat. But That's I true. Have the scar. <laughs> <laughs> she just has, like, she can't talk. It's like her vocal cords got too damaged. <laughs> um, it wasn't like it was a deep cut. Trust me. I remember that scene. It was a very terrible uh, aesthetic. So, um, yeah, it was a yeah, gray so skin. She cut my fake throat. That wasn't my real throat. <laughs> I always have a fake one on me at all times, just in case. Because <laughs> you never know. But, uh, yeah, so that would have made more sense. But, no, we got this really weird, horrible story about something that we don't really care about because we didn't really relate to that because we didn't see it happen. <laughs> uh, we're watching it kind of happen. It kind of showed, but then it's just like, oh, here. I passed out, and then I woke up, and I was back home. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> None of that makes that any make sense. sense. Jason doesn't really leave any survivors, so I don't understand Yep. any of this, but okay. Um, but yeah, the <laughs> so one thing she does say is uh, he, uh, she'll never forget his face. She'll never forget that face. <laughs> um, but, now, but now he's wearing yeah. his mask, so she can't tell that it's him. So then True. Uh, they go, uh, Chris and Rick end up coming back to the house. They run inside and uh, find out that uh, people are dead, blah, blah, blah. I don't even remember exactly what happened. So Rick goes outside to go fix the power. Oh, no, people are missing. Nobody's in the house. So he goes outside to fix yeah. the power, I believe, and runs into Jason for, for the very first time. This scene was kind of weird, too, because he's like, I'm going to go outside to the power. She says, I'll be – let me come with you. He's already outside. I think, and he's already got the doing the power, and then she just walked out of that room with a lantern, <laughs> and then she says, "Rick, where did you go?" I'm like, what the fuck? What a weird like, I just told you. Who edited that? <laughs> that I'm going to come with you. But anyways, so when he leaves, I like that all uh, of a sudden, while this is happening, there's a huge windstorm, and she has to like close every window in the house. There's been a lot of time on that for some reason. <laughs> Oh, I know. Every time she closed something, another thing would open. I loved that scene. <laughs> it just so went on and on. Oh, man, that was great. Well, anyway, so then uh, <laughs> she goes outside to look for Rick, but only half-asses goes outside where we see Jason holding Rick, and she goes back inside when she doesn't hear anything from him, and then this is where we see Jason just squeeze Rick Squeeze Rick's head and see that 3D eyeball pop out, which was just phenomenal. Yeah. This should have been easily the best death, except it looks so stupid with the 3D. Like, it didn't even move like a normal eye popping out would move, you'd think. It was very, like, stilted and kind of like, clearly this is on a string or a spring. <laughs> <laughs> so 
funny. <laughs> I loved it. It sticks out. The best part is it stays there. It pauses in midair for like yep. the, the 3D effect. It's like, boy, it's like the Beetlejuice movie when he's just like, when he shows, uh, you know, the crazy face, but you can see everything just kind of like dangling off the side of him and everybody's just like shocked. That's what it kind of reminded me of. Yep. It's just like, you pop the eyeball out, and it just stood. It just stayed there in the camera view, just so we could be shocked. But in all actuality, I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck am I watching?" So, um, so really, you're just Rick laughing. Died finally, old man Rick. Yeah, <laughs> uh, old man Rick dies, um, and then oh yeah, there was that scene. I forgot about this. I have to go back to this. Uh, Shelley is a Denny perv. Um, so there's one scene <laughs> yeah. where he's walking around, and uh, I think. Oh, what was it? the clown and the other chicks uh, having sex or whatever? And he keeps walking mm-hmm. around. And he's like, "Hey, you two aren't doing anything I should see in here, right?" And then he kept <laughs> walking forward, and I was, "He does." This, what are like, you guys doing in here? <laughs> yeah, it was it was weird, and it made me feel uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shelly is a Denny perv. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's I had to write that down. Um, but other than that, so Chris, <laughs> Chris has uh, the big barn fight with Jason. I'm not going to get into all the specifics because we're running out of time. But big old barn fight with Jason. She ends up getting him up to the loft area where the one chick was swinging off the rope, and uh, ends up hanging Jason. And, and yeah, and then oh, Jason's yeah, hanging uh, there. She tries to kind of sneak past his body while he's hanging, but he's hanging right in front of the door, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. And then I think this is where she takes the machete to his head. And then at the end, she runs into a kayak, takes the kayak into the uh, lake. And just like the first one, but instead of (laughs) Jason coming out of the lake, it's his dead mom coming out of the lake. Yeah. And then we find out that that's a dream sequence. And apparently she's crazy now. And the cops bring her into the cop car where she's crying and screaming. And then at the very end, she starts laughing. And that's the movie. <laughs> My question is, like, how far from town are they that everyone keeps falling asleep in this damn kayak? <laughs> like, you figure in a half hour you'd be there. What, how much time for napping is there? <laughs> I don't know. And that's the thing is I don't even know if she was in the kayak when they got her. Because she was coming out of the house or walking out of the house when they grabbed her. So I don't know. That's true. Who knows? So, yeah, I guess they're trying to set up at the end of this movie that she's just completely nuts now after being attacked by Jason twice, which I never like in movies. Like, it doesn't make sense that she's just completely gone (laughs) for all time because of this. I don't totally buy that. Um, Apparently, there is an alternate ending that was never – I don't think the – um, the footage has ever been included on in anything, but I guess there were stills going around that's in some book where Jason actually decapitates her. Um, so there's actually a still of her like decapitated body somewhere. And I guess that ending was used in the novelization of the movie because uh, that was what they were originally going with. So that's kind of interesting. but Which would be <laughs> better because I'd rather have that everybody die rather than just one person ended up being crazy and we never see or hear from her ever again. I believe we do see her very briefly in the next movie at the beginning. 
But we'll have to see. It's, and it, it might not even be the same actress. It might be like a stand-in where you don't even get to see her face, but you just kind of see her. From what I remember, you just kind of see her crying, like in the in the hospital <laughs> when they bring Jason's body to the morgue. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about the hospital scene. Oh, that would be so <laughs> stupid. Oh, God. I do like that Jason right. in this movie, uh, he wears khakis, and when you do finally get to see his face, he looks like like happy and smiley Jason. <laughs> he looks very much oh, just like yeah. Chunk. <laughs> or fucking no, Sloth, I mean, Sloth. from the Goonies. Yes. So that that was my favorite part, and that's why I brought up the whole, <laughs> you'll never forget that face, because when he takes off his mask to show his face, he's just like smiling like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and that put the mask back on. And she's like, oh, no, that guy. It's the face I can't forget. <laughs> oh, God, it's so funny. That's I don't smile. even know why he did that. It's so <laughs> magnetic. <laughs> <It's> so weird. <laughs> but smile's contagious. I have to smile back. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, let's get to the awards. Um, I guess body count for this movie is uh, 12. 12 kills for Jason, or 13 if you count Debbie's unborn baby. <laughs> so <laughs> it's definitely a little bit more kill-happy than, than the last movie, so that's something. Um, best death of the movie? How say you? Um, best death. Man, they're all just really bad this time. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's probably going to be like it was for the first first movie um, where the chick is in the hammock and he just kind of like goes through her chest with the machete or the knife I think it was actually <laughs> it wasn't even a machete because uh, Chris ends up using the knife later to throw it at his leg um, I oh think yeah that one's pretty cool oh, man, I think I I'm going to go with uh, I would propose the, the dick chopping <laughs> yeah yep <laughs> handstand guy Getting cut right yeah, through the dick hole. Good. Like I'm, <laughs> I keep merging both the goddamn movies, the remake and this one together. I was gonna say the Sleeping Bag one. And I was like, man, that's one of the coolest deaths I've ever seen in a movie, but that's not this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Uh, they stole that from. Um, I think it was six. <laughs> six or seven. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, they already did that, that one. <laughs> which, which one was six or seven? Did you see the remake? <clears throat> um, I did. I only saw that one once, and it was a while ago. Is it the same sleeping bag one? Which sleeping bag one are you think, uh, talking about? Um, there's one where he like picks somebody up who's in a sleeping bag and just like bashes them against the tree multiple times. <laughs> oh, that one's that one's fucking amazing. No, this one is different. This one <laughs> yeah. is uh, he uh there's a chick who's in a sleeping bag and he grabs the end of it and it ties a rope to it and then hangs it from a tree above a campfire. It's just <laughs> burning alive in there until the sleeping bag finally burns through. And then she falls into the campfire, like foaming at the mouth because of all of her liquids are just been boiled. I was like, Oh my God. This Jesus. So <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That's a great one. Not going to lie. Yeah, my favorite one. Out of that movie, but all right. Okay, next award. All right. Um, 
our best final girl so far. Uh, I think we went with Alice so far. So we got Alice versus Chris in this movie. I think that's an easy, easy one. <laughs> Alice. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> about that. Best, wait, best looking or just best like coolest one? I don't, know, I don't remember. Uh best looking. Oh. Yeah, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's pretty good. She might she might be in this contest for a while. I don't remember about the other ones too offhand, but she's she's pretty up there. Um best looking girl of the movie. Hmm. The main three are all pretty decent. I would probably give it to either Chris or Vera. Now, Vera is that too hot girl. I kind of like Debbie because she's kind of like that down-to-earth chick who just likes to boink. Um, <laughs> I might say Debbie on this one. I like a good boink. And it's the only <laughs> one you get to see boobs of, so I can't I can't. That's true. face something if I don't see boobs. I need to see the boobs, so I'm going to say Debbie. <laughs> You don't have any imagination, huh? <laughs> oh, I have all the imagination. Everybody knows I have the imagination, but I need some hard facts. <laughs> and without those, I can't uh, I can't judge. I need some hard facts. And by facts, I mean boobs. <laughs> <laughs> you give me boobs, I'll give all you right. extra points. That's how it works. <laughs> All right, I guess Debbie it is. She's she's definitely pretty good looking. Yeah. I don't have anything against that. Okay. Or the well, chick in the beginning who's getting her hair done, the wife of that one guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Those curlers <laughs> in the bathroom really turn me on. <laughs> you got to use your imagination. I like I was looking at the uh, the actual list. Apparently the stoner chick, her name is like Chili. <laughs> it's like what the fuck? Chili? <laughs> I forgot she was even in this movie, yeah. She's awful. She's ugly. Yeah, no one wants that. She brings this movie's average down a whole like two percentages. <laughs> I do love that in uh when they're when her and her boyfriend, the stoner boyfriend, are talking, he's like, "How come you, how come you never scream when we're doing it when we're doing it?" And she's like, "How come you can never make me scream?" And he's like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. I don't know why. It's just it's, it's, it's good, pretty like, great. Like you never give me anything to scream about. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And then and then the lights go off and then she screams and he's like, "What?" Is like just testing it. <laughs> I love that whole scene, man. It's the only it's the only scene in the whole movie that feels real to me. Out of that whole that whole <laughs> shitty movie. Yeah, I I don't know why this one just doesn't hold together for me, but it's definitely my least favorite too. Um, I think right now I have number two is my favorite of these three. Then number one, then this one. Yeah. Which is sad, because this is, I mean, I like you like, said, the first one that actually has the Jason mask. <laughs> I know. And it, I'm tell, and again, I, I don't, I'm not going to put anything against Jason. I think Jason is the best part in this movie, and he's definitely the coolest looking Jason out of, I guess, all three movies, because he's technically a little bit in the first one. <laughs> um, but <laughs> um, 
I don't know. It, it's the actors and the story that really kill it for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's the three D. What it is is they force the three D down oh. so the movie's drawn out because you're watching all these arbitrary acts going on throughout the whole movie because they just wanted to throw this three D effect in. So you're just watching this shit and you're just like, What the fuck is going on? And of course I'm not watching it in three D, so like I'm just more confused as <laughs> why this scene is even here than anything else. Um Yep. But they clearly uh, planned the whole movie around those 3D elements, which is where <laughs> where it goes wrong. Which is probably why they've never done it again. That was a smart move. <laughs> that whole fad of 3D horror movies seemed to kind of die for a while until, uh, you know, Saw 3D and <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D came back. But at least that was the more modern 3D, yeah. and they didn't try so hard. I hate 3D movies. They're more expensive, and I never see the 3D effect, and I'm just more confused <laughs> than anything. Really? Yeah, I hate them. Fucking hate them. I see the effect, yeah, but it's, I don't know. It's not worth it to me. Plus, it makes it darker and harder to see. Yeah, it's not for me. It's not for yeah. me. Given oh, the right. choice, I always go to regular. Oh, yeah. Okay. And last time I went to go to a 3D movie, I left that girl there, so. <laughs> that was the last one. Oh, no, you had to pay extra for that? Yeah, dude. <laughs> for a ticket? That's why I was ultra, <laughs> ultra angry. Oh, that's understandable. <laughs> She's got to understand. All right, let's get to the top list. New Found Glory list. Yeah. So we're going to be looking at uh, the 2000 movie. This album was released in the year 2000, the uh, self-titled album by New Found Glory. Um, I don't have a whole lot of trivia on this one. It was, uh, I guess, their second album, kind of. Um, They had one album before this that didn't make too much noise. Um, And also earlier this same year, 2000, they came out with the first volume of uh, their like cover album where they cover, you know, songs associated with movies and that kind of thing. So that came out a little bit before this, but this was kind of their, their second real album of original songs at least. Um, And this one was kind of their big breakthrough album. This, uh, the song hit or miss became real popular. It got played on the radio a lot around here and I believe all over the country. Um, and it's just pretty damn great. I know I saw something online saying that Mark Hoppus said that he really liked this album um, and that this was, like, always in his CD player back in the day because <laughs> he was just like, yeah, they're, like, I don't know, Newfound Glory was doing some really cool stuff that, you know, a lot of punk, pop punk bands around the time weren't doing. So he's like, yeah, this was always one of my favorites. And I agree. Yeah, no, this one's good. And I remember you talking about it last week. Um it's hard for me. Oh, I don't have my axe. Uh, it's hard for me to like. I love this album. It's a great album. But like you were saying, like <laughs> I wouldn't be able to name a single song off this album besides "Hit or Miss" or "Eyesore." Like I love "Eyesore." I love almost all the songs on this album. But there's songs titles just don't make sense for the song, so it's hard for me to like. Yeah, it's that song. I don't fucking know. Are you still there? I've lost you already. It usually happens. Hello? Oh. 
Kevin's gone, everybody. But yeah, so um, for the most part, this is an amazing album, though. There's some amazing songs on here, and hopefully, uh, hopefully we could hear some of them. <laughs> I can hear Kevin messing around over there saying muted is unmuted. That's kind of neat, I suppose. Um, it's not that neat, I guess. Not that neat. Um, but I guess as far as Newfound Glory goes, they've also had other uh, CDs after this, though, that were pretty amazing. Um, hello, I think. Uh, oh, there you are. <laughs> I knew it was going too smoothly, and they have to give us an issue at some point. <laughs> they always do. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> But yeah, I agree. This one's a tough one to uh, kind of, you know, distinguish. These are the best and these are the worst. They all just kind of mesh together. <laughs> they do. They certainly do. <laughs> but but let's right. give it our best really shot. Um, all right. So let's start out with the bottom three. There's 12 songs on this album. Uh, so we're going to start down there. Uh, what would you put in for your bottom three? Hmm, that's a good quiz. Um, I would say... <laughs> I had the list pulled up on my phone, and now I've got to go on my phone to get the list. And with their names, it's hard to remember. <laughs> I know. Oh, which one is this? How does the chorus of that bottom one go? Three. Yeah, I know. If I actually listened to the songs, it'd be easier. Um, I don't know. I can't think of it. I can give you my top three, <laughs> but okay. I can't give you my bottom three. Well, I'm going to say my bottom three would be probably Black and Blue, All About Her, and probably Ballad for the Lost Romantics. Let's listen to them. Okay. Yeah, see if you disagree with any of these. Um, I'm going to say, let's see. Okay, here's black and blue. It doesn't sound yep, as shitty as it sounded on my, on my phone there. Yep. It sounded um, pretty awful, but it sounded like it was in mono or something. Um, it sounded like it gave you mono. <laughs> Here's all about I her.
rough one, man. I really like that song. I know. I, I do like that song, too. But something's got to go down here. <laughs> it's all about um, from here. I do like... I do like the part about be gentle, boy, you show a lack of character. I really like that line. It's definitely one that always sticks with me. Um, and here is Ballast of the Lost Romantics. Um, this song, I do like this song, and especially like the ending part where they kind of like, it's kind of like a whole chorus of people just kind of singing along. Like that part seems fun, but I don't know. Overall, it's, it's not my favorite song. Um, here it is. I like that one too, um, but yeah, I kind of feel you on that one. It's uh, not my favorite out of the bunch, I think. Okay. Um. Well, should we leave these in the bottom three then, or do you have something you'd like to propose that we change? Can you play the song "Sucker" for me? Sucker. Oh, I can't. I love this song. Um, let's see. Second to last, maybe we move this one into that group instead of. Um, I'll look at the list again. Uh, play that song. Okay.
I can put that one in there. Okay. Well, let's not do it second to last, though. <laughs> That's just too on the nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. So then, let's see. What should be last? Um. Do you want to go with black and blue last? Yeah, black and blue's last. Then Ballad for the Lost Romantic, second to last. In more yeah. ways than one. Good with that. I'm also good with this. <laughs> okay. Um. So I think probably... Both Sucker and All About Her are going to be in the next three. <laughs> I'm thinking that's probably about where they're going to end up. Wait, which ones? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, the ones that just barely survived last round. Yeah. Uh, let's see what will be <laughs> next then. Um... My other proposal for this section would be Vegas, which is a good song, but I don't know. It's Actually, not, yeah. I don't think it falls in my top half. I think I'm in the same boat as you with that as well. Okay, let's play it. that song. It's it's good. It's kind of, uh, I don't know, a little different. It's not totally just like verse-chorus type thing. There is a lot of verse-chorus in Newfound Glory. I will say, <laughs> uh, with the dude being the lead vocalist, he's not a very vocal guy when he's on stage. He lets like his guitar player really? do most of the talking, which I find very interesting. I don't know if I've ever seen that I before, think... but... I think in what I was uh, looking, I believe somebody, uh, I think it was the guitar player who said uh, about this album, he said something about like, oh, yeah, this is like when my wife or girlfriend looks at this album, she can see it looks like reading my journal when I was in high school type thing. So I guess it sounds like he was actually writing most of the songs. That kind of makes sense. <laughs> Maybe Jordan's just kind of the figurehead. He just shows up and tells you to tell him what to sing. <laughs> Makes total sense because he doesn't talk at all when he's on stage. Really, it's so weird. But <laughs> maybe he's saving his voice. I don't know. It is funny though because there is times because he is a high singer. He's a very high pitched singer. And there's times, yeah, there's times where he'll be like singing, and it is straight like um <laughs> like a dog howl. The word I'm looking for. It's just like <laughs> kind of not. Like almost like Simon from the Chipmunks. It gets weird, man. <laughs> That's pretty great. 
Christmas, Christmas time is here. <laughs> you do it, Jordan. <laughs> like he goes up like an extra octave. It's so crazy. <laughs> I mean, I kind of feel oh, like a lot of like. Yeah, just the acoustics of, like, bands, they all end up sounding a little bit higher. Like, I mean, I've seen The Offspring a lot, and Dexter sounds kind of even higher, like, when you're seeing them live. So I think it's just kind of the way, like, acoustics and those, like, kind of venues ends up working, where everybody sounds a little bit higher. So with somebody who's already high, it's just taking you, like, to a whole other level. Dexter is extremely high. Like, when I try to, like, <laughs> sing songs in the car or whatnot, like, it's hard because he's up an octave on every damn song. It's really <laughs> disturbing his music. <laughs> That's why it's, like, it's hard for uh, me to put Pretty Fly for a Rabbi too high because even Weird Al, as skilled as he is, he doesn't, he can't quite be Dexter Holland. <laughs> like, there really is only one Dexter Holland. Yeah. He's got a very special range that <laughs> most people can't quite quite pull off. Man, he does it, man. He does it with like a fit of joy, and it's good. It's really good, but God damn, is it hard to sing. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> All right. But we're not talking about the offspring. We're talking about newfound glory. So, yeah, as far <laughs> as ranking goes, I would say I guess we could do All About Her as number uh, fourth from last. How many songs are on this album? Twelve, or, uh, I think. No, so, it'd be a number nine. Yeah. Nine. Nine all nine. about her. Um, and then Vegas or Sucker, which one do you want next? I know you want Vegas would... to be number seven. So <laughs> Or uh, Sucker to be number seven. So let's do Vegas number eight and Sucker number Sucker seven. number seven. I like that. I like that. I know you do. I know you do. Sucker for kiss. That song is just catchy. A catchy little ditty. <laughs> the first right. day of your life. And so far, like it's funny that most of the uh, most of the songs in this bottom six are part of the bottom six of the album. <laughs> it's like they were That's ranking true. them in their heads. There's really only one uh, one flip flop. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I saw her in the second <laughs> These are um, these tend to be the last uh, tracks on the album. Um, so let's I will go tell you to the, the top half here. All right, so I do know that the top half is going to con- or uh, uh, six, five, and four will be better off dead in my head. Better off dead. Mm-hmm. Sincerely, me and boy crazy. I'm with you on two of those. Uh, Sincerely sincerely Me, me. (laughs) to me, is top three. (laughs) Let's listen to it. Let's give it an old college listen. (laughs) All right. Um, Well, let's listen to the other ones first. Uh, We got Better Off. Oh, yeah. These ones we know for sure in there. Been 
she said, I'm better off dead. It's your own mind. It's your own mind. Um, <laughs> all right. Good song. Um, boy, crazy. Oh, man, this song is so good. It hurts me to even be in this bunch, but compared to what else is on this album, I think it does have to be. Because <laughs> I know this they was the song we crazy used to live. the shit out of. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty great. Hey, ladies, what's up? What kind of pickup line is that? What did he say? Oh my God! Yeah. Damn, look at his hair. song for like where they were at the time and like the kind of song that Simple Plan would still do now, even though they're like 40. <laughs> you watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like at the time New Found Glory wrote it, it's, it's, it's excellent, but it's not the same kind of a song you should be doing when you're 40. <laughs> How dare you? They're still going through <laughs> shit. They're still going through <laughs> shit. <laughs> and girls are still crazy. They are. <laughs> I'm 30 and I know that. It's true. You got to change it to at least women, though. <laughs> Otherwise, no, gr- you look like a weirdo. <laughs> they're girls, man. They're girls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now comes the hard part. Of number four. Um, four to four. <laughs> what were you planning on switching out instead of Sincerely Me? Out of curiosity. Yeah, that's a good question. I think I would have to go with, for my number four, I'd have to go with the Eyesore. Oh, God, dude. No way. No way. I'm not budging. No way. Fuck. What about Dress that's to like Kill, then? That's like my favorite song off the entire <laughs> album. That and uh, Dress what? to Kill. I don't know. I don't agree with that. That's tough, man. Um, all right, let's try. We'll do Sincerely Me and Dress to Kill. Smash to the finish.
sorry. So, God, I love that song. That, honestly, in my personal ranking, is probably my number two on this whole album. I love it. Really? Yeah, I get that stuck in my head like crazy times. Oh, God, now I just feel bad because that one really doesn't do it for me as much. Dang. I mean, it's a good song. Don't get me wrong. I really love that song. All right, well, let's let's put it up against its competitor, Dress to Kill, in the Thunderdome. Two men enter, one man leaves. the fate of the dice. <laughs> I might have to. Dude, that guitar alone is just like DuckTales, the video game. <laughs> oh, I wish. I, I wish it gave me that same erection. It, dude, for me, that's exactly what it gives me. Like, it just, every time I've heard that guitar, <laughs> it always makes me think of DuckTales, the video game. Damn. It makes me think of the moon level. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're at a draw, so I guess to mention those dice. All right. Here we go. What's odd and what's even? Um, let's see. Let's do even since uh, Dress to Kill was number two. We'll do that for evens, and Sincerely Me is number three, so I'll be odds. We're doing All right, numbers on the Here we go. Here. And it is two, so evens. Oh, damn. <laughs> well, you can roll a die if I've you want. This to that's myself. what I rolled. <laughs> I'm sorry, sincerely, me. In my heart, you'll always be, be my number one guy. Well, not number one, but number two guy. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, now it feels just like a jerk. And by that, I don't mean poop. <laughs> so sorry, son. <laughs> hard time, very hard time. <laughs> uh, all right, that leaves us with our... Uh, our top three would be, in some order, uh, Hit or Miss, Eyesore, and Dress to Kill. Yep. 
That's where I imagine that's this being. I'm surprised Just to Kill wasn't up here for you. That, that guitar, man. That, yeah, like I said, that probably would have been my number three. Um, sincerely, me being number two. Wow. And then, what, hit or miss being, oh, because of Eyesore. How is Eyesore so low for you? I mean, I really like Eyesore. To me, number four isn't that low. It's just... Oh, that's true. Those three are my favorites. That's that's probably number two, maybe number one for me. Really close, man. Shit. All right, well, let's do hit or miss and Eyesore real quick. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, Here is Eyesore. Uh-huh. I miss you Those weren't songs at the time. This is definitely right up there um, in terms of my, my favorites. Um, this is a great one. Even if you haven't heard this album, I'm sure you know the song, but let's play it anyway. Hit or Miss. Uh, again, with all the confusing titles on this album, I don't know why they called it that. Should have just called it, like, Waited Too Long. <laughs> that would have been probably made more yeah. sense. But here it is.
Uh, that's a good song. I mean, that's the song that got me to buy this album in the first place. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I like this song. I need to buy this album. I don't think I've ever bought this one. I've got a couple of their albums. <laughs> I know I definitely bought this one and the next one. Sticks and Stones. I still have a physical copy somewhere. <laughs> Physical copy of music. What, is, what, what would that be on? <laughs> it used to come on this magical thing called a CD. That's you could good. take this CD. It was a little little round disc. When you weren't throwing them into cars, they all into traffic, so they would pick <laughs> cars. You would put them in your CD player. <laughs> <laughs> they served other purposes. <laughs> oh, what a glorious time it was! <laughs> they would go so far, though. <laughs> they would. That's true. The unmanned distance on those things—it was like throwing the cards, but way better because they went so much further. <laughs> no, you guys just didn't know how to throw the cards. CDs everybody can throw, and those things. We'd have CD wars. <laughs> yeah, those things are easy to throw. You don't really need any technique. No. <laughs> oh, good times. Okay. Uh, well, we somehow have to rank these three. <laughs> I guess my thought would be we go dress to kill, eyesore, then hit or miss. Yes. <laughs> you agree? I agree. Okay. Fair enough. I'm good with We've that. We've done it. We've crowned a champion. <laughs> I feel like, a, I mean, it's a little bit of a pad mood to put the big song as number one, but I don't care because it's just that good. <laughs> it is a really good song. Man. It's hard for me to say, go with it, but I agree. It is, it is like, depending on the mood, because Eyesore has always been there for me when I needed a good oh, Eyesore man. song. <laughs> Whenever my eyes sore, I turn that song on. Heals it right it's up. It's always there. <laughs> no, I don't need glasses anymore. I just walk outside. <laughs> And then cars hit me because I actually did need my glasses. <laughs> so sorry, so... Yeah, yeah, all right. Well, there it is. That's the uh, the entire thing. Wow, that was fast. So we got that done in about 50 minutes or uh, 40 minutes. No, 40 minutes, yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we got it done in some minutes. We got it done in some minutes. <laughs> Um, I have a board game that I could talk about real quick. Um, I don't know if I talked about it on the show. I'm going to tweak my nipple. Uh, Let me know when you're finished. (laughs) No, why are you talking about board games? Oh, that's fair. (laughs) That's what gets me there. We need to put on a movie segment for you since you literally watch every movie known to man. (laughs) I've seen a couple. I'm not sure why there's not a movie segment on this. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I know. I can, People I can recommend a movie. That. <laughs> recommend right, go a ahead. Movie. Let's talk about board games first. 
Uh, okay. Oh, but wait, well, wait. So, where's the theme song? This doesn't count if there's no theme song. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> the Miller just takes playing cold There's only one thing for me Just wait and see, baby I love board games Why don't you come over here and play cool? I love board games Look what I got, I got guess who um, <laughs> yeah, so that's the song. <laughs> that's my real number one, even more than hit or miss. <laughs> All right, well, anyway, um, before we, speaking of, like, younger versions of ourselves, you like that sweet, sweet picture of Nick being Nicki Minaj? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was amazing. <laughs> oh, I, I even made how you blended the skin. Well. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. So, anywho, <laughs> so did I? Oh, I don't think I've talked about Binding of Isaac on this, have I? Uh, I don't know. I know we've talked about it, but I don't think it was ever on the show. What about? Uh, Spirit Island. Have I talked about that? I don't think so. All right. Well, I'm going to talk about Spirit Island because I did play that yesterday and I finally beat it. And it was a nice. glorious battle. Um, so Spirit Island is a cooperative game where you are playing as a spirit of an island. And it's kind of like uh, we'll just say it's like kind of like the old colonist days for like England or maybe Sweden or whatever is coming to try to invade this island. And on the island, you have, like, these indigenous people. And you are trying to kind of, like, protect the indigenous people, but mainly protect the island. That's your main focus. Because I've learned that some of these spirits just don't give a fuck about the indigenous people. They'll kill them. They'll kill them just to keep that island alive. <laughs> so, um, and that's kind of fun. But uh, what you're trying to do is trying to eliminate as many of the invaders as possible. Um, then the, uh, the invaders have this uh, ability to like build on the land. So like when they come, they come in as kind of like just people. And if they stay there long enough, they can build towns. And if those towns stay there long enough, then those towns can build cities. And that's what you're trying to avoid. But if <laughs> you're able to start a constitution and becomes America. Yep. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> but what ends up happening is is uh, you need to try to scare the either scare the invaders off, and there's certain spirits that are really good at scaring people, like uh, the nightmare spirit, the spirit of nightmares, which is really really good um, in trying to push fear into their lives. Uh, but there's also other spirits that, uh, like the one that I really like playing, is the lightning one, uh, where uh, you just destroy shit, you just fucking cause storms and destroy their towns and cities and you can move really really fast because the game how they dictate stuff is you have uh, powers and the powers are either fast abilities or slow abilities so if it's fast as soon as your turn comes up you just do the ability and then the invaders will take their turn and then your slow abilities will take uh, take off and they'll do their effect um, I don't really <laughs> like the slow abilities that much because <laughs> and then it's making me 
have to think a lot more where I like to do stuff like immediately. So the lightning guy mm-hmm. is perfect for me because I can just do this stuff right there and then before I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but his stuff costs usually a little more energy to do normally because most of your stuff is kicking off really fast. It's a very, very heavy thinking co-op though. It's not like pandemic where you're just like, you play some cards and you treat some uh, diseases and then hopefully eventually cure the disease and then cure enough diseases to win. This one, the invaders just keep coming and coming and coming. And hopefully if you can just gather up enough fear uh, long enough uh, and as you do that, the game does progressively get easier, but the invaders keep coming. And if they keep lighting the land, which again, you're the spirit of this island and you don't want the land blighted. You don't care if they kill the Dahan or the indigenous people, but you care if they blight mm-hmm. the land. And if they blight the land too much, the game is over. Or if they're on your land for too long, uh, the game is over. So those are the two uh, end games to where you can lose. Where the end game for you to win is if you can try to, on the very first wave, I suppose, if you can kill all the invaders, towns, and cities, you win. As more fear progresses, um, new end conditions show up. So now instead of just killing the invaders, I need to kill just the towns and cities. Or if I still can't do that, I just need to then kill the, uh, the cities. And if I still can't do that, if I can fear, cause enough fear long enough, I'll just uh, win the game. But by that point, most of the time you're going to lose anyways because they're going to fuck your land up real bad. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the game is super, super thinky, super, super fun. It's hand management because you have these powers that you're trying to use. A little bit of resource management because you're trying to uh, spend different elemental uh, icons to do innate abilities that your spirit has. And then you're also trying to manage the the indigenous people to try to hopefully fight off these invaders because they're very uh, they're kind of passive. They don't really like to fight unless they're being fought. Oh no! And then they're like, oh, let's do shit. But if they're not being fought, <laughs> then they're trying to be very peaceful with these invaders. So we'll we'll we see, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I did win yesterday. I played solo, which this game plays very great solo. You can play one spirit, two spirits. You can play as many spirits as you want. Just know that the more spirits that you play as, ridiculously hard to, like, think and manage both these hands and stuff like that. Yesterday I just played one spirit, and I did really well. And there's also a difficulty level, so in case you want to actually, uh, like, make it harder on yourself, you could do that or make it more of a challenge, which I've heard is really, really good. So, yeah, that's Spirit Island, though. It's a really, really fun game. Um, Really, it's up there on probably my favorite co-op games. I don't know if it's my favorite. I really like Robinson Crusoe still a lot, but it's up there though. Nice. Sure. How big is it? Can you fit it in your luggage when you come in? Uh, I'm probably not gonna bring that one. No, because it'll be too much space. <laughs> I do need to make my more favorite co-op, co-op game, but I don't want to play it with you guys. <laughs> No, I want to play it with you guys, but because I'm bringing Super Fight with us, or with me. Oh, yeah. Us. I'm bringing Bing Swift. Yeah, Super Fight's a <laughs> bigger box. Um, I've also got Drunk uh, Drunk Driver, which is just a small box. Oh, yeah. Pocket Realms, but I also got to fit in my boots and stuff like that in my suitcase. Yeah, so. I got to fill a whole uniform. Yeah, I'm not entirely excited for that, but... That's just what it's got to go. I'll try to put a couple small games in there as well. That way it's, uh, I can play more games. But we'll see. 
Oh, by the way, ahead. apropos of uh, of board games, I bought the uh, the Dice Masters Justice League Lightning uh, pack this week. Yeah. And uh, this is like a Thunderbolts. Uh, it's it's themed around the Thunderbolts team from Marvel. Um, and it's really weird because like each card or most of the cards have two sides. Like it doesn't have the Dice Masters back on it. It's they're just the character sides on both sides, and they all have like moves that let you flip them over. <laughs> At first, I was oh, like, "Why cool. does it say you can flip this card over?" I was like, "What good does that do me?" But then I was like, "Oh, there's another person on the other side." Even though I mean it's the same person, but I guess since you're kind of flipping between being a hero and a villain, uh, I guess that's what their their rationale is behind it. <laughs> oh, dude. They could totally play off that so well if they decided to do, like, especially with the D&D stuff. Like, on one side, you have, like, a level one Kai, which he's got okay abilities, but then you can flip the card over once you reach a certain threshold and make it a level two, which makes him more powerful. That would be so cool. Oh, shit. That's a neat idea. But you yeah, have to uh, that as well. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them have different stuff on the other side, which is kind of cool. Uh, it's all the same stats and everything, so that doesn't change. It's just, I guess, uh, you know, their ability text. That's interesting. I like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I love that. And usually different things trigger what makes you flip. Sometimes it's just, you know, you can flip whenever you want. Sometimes it's like, oh, you if this card, you know, goes to the next level or if another character you have out is damaged, you flip this over, blah, blah, blah. Gotcha. Interesting. So, very cool. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's, it's, it keeps it interesting. All right, cool. <laughs> well, uh, what movie are you recommending this week? Oh, this is uh, this is a movie I saw somewhat recently. Um, I had seen it on Amazon, just mentioned in like, you know, if you're interested in this, you might like this type thing. And it looked kind of interesting, so I kind of just downloaded it. Um, to uh, to watch it, <laughs> maybe without paying money, and uh, I really liked it, and I ended up buying it on DVD um, just because I liked it so much. Um, it's it's kind of like a horror comedy, I would say, um, which I'm obviously a big fan of that genre. Uh, <laughs> Nick would not be a fan after he came after he was bad mouthing the babysitter that one day. I don't know what's wrong with that kid. <laughs> I know. What the hell? <laughs> Who doesn't like the babysitter? But I think if you've seen the babysitter on Netflix and you like that, you'll probably like this. Um, I think I like the babysitter obviously more, but this is also a very good movie. Um, this movie, it stars, uh, oddly enough, I had no idea even going into it. And even once I saw her, I didn't recognize her right away. I was like, this girl seems familiar and I was like oh yeah it's fucking Brianna Hildebrandt who plays um, Negasonic Teenage Warhead in the Deadpool movies so I was like oh yeah that's her <laughs> she had like blonde hair oh. and stuff it was weird. <laughs> weird so it's her and this other girl um, this is a movie called Tragedy Girls I believe it came out last year 2017 I don't think it ever got a theatrical release um, it's probably just straight to DVD but it's I actually like really good. So it's her and this other girl. They they play like high school students. Um, it's also got that Kevin Durand guy in it, in kind of a key role, and he's always really good. Um, and so basically, it's a movie about 
they are both kind of sociopaths. They're best they're like best friends, and like, they're just real sociopaths. And they like are, are big fans of killing people. They haven't necessarily given into it yet, but they've got all these plans. And there's some kind of a serial killer in their town, and their plan is to kind of like uh, they kind of capture him early on and are blackmailing him into kind of helping them with their plans of how they're going to start killing people. And, like, this, they have a blog, like an online blog for, you know, whenever something bad happens, they show up and kind of, you know, talk about it on their blog. And, you know, they're called the Tragedy Girls. And they kind of make a name for themselves reporting on all these grisly murders and that kind of thing. So they're kind of using this inside knowledge to to, you know, kind of further their own blog. And clearly they don't care because they're just kind of both soulless. <laughs> and, like, they don't care that people are actually dying about this stuff. And uh, so they start murdering people and kind of blaming it on this serial killer who they kind of have all chained up. And they're kind of both, like, cheerleaders and kind of popular people, so they kind of go under the radar. People don't suspect them at all. And it's just very – it's it's a it's kind of a comedy for the most part, and just like they're kind of bad at it, but then they're also kind of like they keep pulling it out somehow, and uh, it's just it's a very strange movie about these two best friends and kind of their you know their murderous intentions, and it's honestly it's just it's really I I really enjoyed this movie quite a bit. Uh, it was good to see her doing something else besides just Deadpool. Um, she was pretty solid in it. Uh, the other girl's pretty solid in it. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. So if you get a chance to watch Tragedy Girls, I would, you know, give it a shot. It's a good, like you said, a good horror comedy type movie, which I can never really get too many of. Very interesting. Yeah, so I would definitely Very check it out. There's definitely, I mean, there's some really cool kills in it. Um <laughs> As they try to like, they keep trying to kill people, and uh, like they're trying to, to make people think there's a murder, but people aren't believing it at first. They keep thinking it's like an accident, so they keep trying to make it more and more elaborate so that it doesn't look like, oh, this was an accident. And like the more like extreme methods they go to, they're like, okay, definitely no one will think this is an accident, but it's fucking, it's just, it's really, it's great. I love it. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, it, it looks like that uh, the the black chick in there is Storm in the X Men movies. Oh, really? Yeah. And that new one, I, I, I guess I know that. I'm <laughs> here for. That movie was so bad that I've tried to block it out of my memory. I don't blame you. <laughs> Supposedly, with uh, with Disney buying up Marvel, they're like they're not even sure that the whole X Men Dark Phoenix. And uh, that new Mutants movie that they were supposed to be putting out, they're like, I don't know if these are ever going to get released or just put on the shelf. <laughs> That's probably for the best. I can't say either of them look that great. So if they just don't happen, I'm kind of okay with it. Even though they're already filmed, so it's kind of shitty on the people who made those movies. They're like, oh, yeah, your movie's just never going to come out. They did this to themselves. <laughs> they really did. Maybe uh, maybe sometime soon on the show we should do like a, a recasting of the Fantastic Four if Marvel does decide to actually do those the right way now. Oh, yeah. I'm not against that. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Not that there's that a whole lot of characters. Cool. We'll have to throw in some uh, <laughs> other villains and stuff to keep it interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be cool. 
Yeah. I'm Don Scarelli for that. All righty. Well, sounds good. That's it. Um, other movie stuff? Uh, I saw the Happy Time Murders the other day. Oh, yeah. How was that? It was, I don't know, it was confusing in that it was both better and worse than I expected. <laughs> like, I didn't have high hopes wow. because most of McCarthy movies, for the most part, you know, obviously aren't very good. Um, but this did have some very funny parts, and I got some, some good laughs out of it. It's just, there was so few of that. Like, a lot of it, there was long stretches of it taking itself, like, super seriously. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't need this. Can't you just, like, keep with the comedy? <laughs> like, I don't really need, yeah. like, pathos and fucking serious, serious cop drama <laughs> in a movie about puppets. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just something that you didn't think you wanted, but you got it, and you enjoyed it. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Like I would have wish I would have just kept with the with the funny stuff. And there was some like some of the jokes were real like real clunkers. Like there was a whole running thing where like Melissa McCarthy probably said "asshole says what" like a bunch of times, like probably five times throughout the entire movie. And one of them, which she like actually had to explain the whole thing, like, "Oh, get it because you're you're an asshole and you said what?" It's like, "Oh my God, why are you just running this into the ground?" <laughs> it sounds pretty good so far. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> I mean, there are there are a couple of very funny parts. Like, I've there are very few movies in the theaters I can think of that aren't you know like you know probably Marvel and Deadpool movies are the actual the best comedies I've seen in a long time in the movie theater because uh, mostly comedies are pretty pretty garbage lately. Um, and this one actually got a couple of good laughs out of me, so that's something. I just wish they would have done that more and focused a little more on that kind of stuff. Yep. <laughs> that would have been nice in a movie that's supposed to be a comedy. <laughs> uh, I mean, it looks funny, but yeah, yeah, it's definitely got some very just... funny parts. That's pretty cool, at least. Alrighty, well, I think that's it, folks been another great episode from here uh you know the original jakesters um but yeah hopefully uh hopefully you guys enjoyed listening and hopefully you guys tune in uh i will not be on next weekend i will be at pex well uh for that con so um, lucky i will not be around unfortunately i know i'm sorry (laughs) been all that long (laughs) yeah i'm pretty excited for it to be honest but yeah, I know. Um, but so I won't be on for next weekend. But hopefully, hopefully, uh, I can. We can do maybe something on Monday, and I'll talk about Pax West or something. Oh no, Ooh, I'll, yeah. I'll be working Monday. Shit, never mind. God damn it. Damn. I have to drill that next weekend. Shit, Which means I won't be on next. God damn it. September's <laughs> a busy one. Well, we'll figure something out. Indeed. Indeed, we will. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We always do. <laughs> and we always showgun. <laughs> Whatever that means. All right, everybody. Well, it's been another great episode from uh, the original Jinx. My name is Peter Jank. That's Kevin Jank. 
And as always, remember to always flip your tip and thanks for listening. <laughs>